0: Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am Monique Guzman, your host as the Passion Instigator, and our topic today is the Game Changer, going from small business to a million-dollar company, and our leading lady today is Linda Amaro from Clarinet Solutions, uh, founder, co-founder and CEO, and I'm so excited to have her, and good afternoon, Linda.
2: Good afternoon.
1: <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. So let's get started. I have a ton of questions for you. Um, so first off, tell us what is Clarinet Solutions? And I, I want to make sure that people know that this is spelled with a K, um, K-L-A-R, Clarinet Solutions. And, um, yeah, tell us about what, what you do.
2: All right. Well, first, I'm going to start with our name. You got it correct. It is Clarinet, K-L-A-R. And that was birthed out of the German word for clear so okay. it's clear internet and it is having to do with providing collaboration tools and especially in the cloud which of course nowadays with covid and people having to work remotely it became even more critical for people to be able to communicate to all of their members of their team at the same time so and that's what we do we provide provide those collaboration and communication tools uh, for them to be able to operate their business and keep their employees engaged.
1: Right. Okay. And and did you come up with Clarinet, or was that some one of your co-founders as well, or was that uh, it was, an automatic it, word?
2: It was definitely a brainstorm, but it came out of one of the partners uh, who actually okay. studied in Germany for a year. Oh, okay. And then why why did you start Clarinet Solutions? Uh, Back in the early, before the Internet became a thing, right, um, Uh I've been in IT for a number of years, but one of the things that I noticed was that there was a demand and need for a remote workforce. So back uh, before 2000, I had set up a program called Wahoo, Work at Home Uh Office Opportunity for Uh a corporation that I was working for. And Okay. It began me researching and looking to see what was available. So Clarinet was birthed out of being able to provide for uh,
1: a remote workforce. Okay. Now, uh, m- maybe I'm, I have remembered this incorrectly, but it, you can clarify. Um, but the the reason you started it was was uh, to help your son find a job, I think, or i you have to, it was like, how did that actually happen? Because sometimes how we begin is kind of is something that's not necessarily like, you know, going the, the the way you think, going to school, get a job, go to this, do that. you your your the way it started was a little indirect,
2: right? Right. It definitely was. Absolutely. In fact, it's funny because it wasn't even for him looking for a job. He had a job providing these uh-huh. tools for uh, his clients and customers. What uh-huh. happened though, I was working and coach doing a coaching engagement for one customer uh, who was in the what they call uh, the, um, the pharmaceutical place um, industry, so it actually was cosmeceutical because it had specifically to do with cosmetics um, but in that engagement, they came to me and said, "Do you know anybody who can do SharePoint and at that same uh-huh. point in time, my son wanted to go back and get his master's degree and Uh there was no way that he could, he was a manager of a group of people and in that department he was working between 50 and 60 hours a week, the very traditional normal uh, IT uh, hours and there was no way he'd be able to find time to go for his master's degree so when they came to me with this, do you need anyone and had a contract in hand I could have him do and fulfill this contract, which he definitely could do the work, and uh, he could fulfill it and be able to take his master's degree, but he would only have to work 16 hours a week. So, And And that's how we started it. I see. Exactly. It It was kind of a fall in my lap, and here's an opportunity, and my son had a desire, and so we set it up with that. We didn't expect it to continue or to go further than that, but we kept getting other referrals, and so we built the business over over the years.
1: So it kind of evolved and landed on your plate and grew without you trying. Like when you throw a, like a leftover seed in the in the in the weeds, and then all of a sudden it starts growing. of right. It sounds like right. Um, so when when did you realize, hey, we have something here. Let's get serious. Let me quit what I'm doing in my other job. Let's brand this. Let's get the website. When did that happen? And did it take time before you did that? Or was it right away? Where that that Um, click on the light bulb?
2: It actually, there was probably two phases beyond this. So there's the initial phase, I would say ground zero, when that was, it was something to do to get him employed, you know, keep him employed while he works his master's. And he was able to pay fully for his master's degree and take care of his family, you know, with this contract. Um, which opened up the doors for other opportunities. But again, we really hadn't taken it serious. So in 2012, we merged together with Innova Solutions, which became our third partner of this company. And uh, because they, they were competing for the same business we were, and it made sense to bring us together, we could leverage each other better, which is lesson number one. You cannot do it alone. You must have somebody else in the game with you. Um, Mm -hmm. So from that, it started taking a little bit more seriously, but it was more of taking care of the individual's needs. So those partners had families. We needed to take care of things, pay our bills. So the three of us worked together for that. But then it became something I thought, well, what else is there? We kept getting more and more requests for support. We thought, well, maybe we should hire somebody. So that's, I think, the tipping point. When all of a sudden we looked and said, hey, Maybe there's something more here than just paying ourselves. So then we started to look. And that was probably around two thousand I wanna say fifteen is when I could see things okay. changing. And in two
1: thousand seventeen is when it really we really got serious. Okay. And I and then you started in 2010. So by five Correct. years later you would say it was a tipping point. Um for for that. And now this kind of brings me into because you started talking about um, the pain and the funding capital now so a big big topic It's everyone's as a, as a small business a, an entrepreneur capital is always a big thing it's a it's a money, it's a break or make thing did you mm-hmm. need you didn't need much capital to start it sounds like and then or did you have already a cushion um and and then where then, then, how did you need? Did you get, need to get funding, and at what point? And how did so you go about doing that as far as the financial? Yeah,
2: interesting, interesting question. Because we started with nothing,
1: so ground zero literally
2: was zero on everything across the board. Uh, fortunately, we had our own personal PCs already, so we could leverage equipment we already owned. But we started with nothing. Um, and pretty much grew the business with nothing. The difference was having a bona fide contract in hand that would cover Mm -hmm. the cost of of pretty much everything. And that, you know, so we didn't need an investment, but we had that contract. So we knew that we would have billable services. And just so you know, over a course of three years, that contract is about $750,000. So we grew it. We took it from that little bit that it was, and we were able to grow it by uh, building services. And the only reason why we stopped was because the company was sold.
1: I it was acquired
2: by, by another company. Otherwise, we would have continued. It was a really good relationship, but that relationship brought in other clients. There were a lot of Okay. Um, and so going on from that though, I I'd let me just finish uh-huh. out your question because you because yeah. we did go and get funding back in two thousand uh seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Okay. No. Started engaging two thousand nineteen we actually got funding. Mm-hmm. And it okay. was a small amount, but what we wanted to do was now, we, because we were serious, right, we wanted to ha- hire staff to start meeting the demands. We needed to have uh, marketing and people, people who are competent in it. We definitely were not. We're technologists, and we know less about finances and other <laughs> stuff like that. It, it, that's where you hire people to do those things where you don't have the strengths. And that was part right. of the lessons learned. But what they set up was a program for us. But we needed some investment and influx of capital to be able to do that. And where did you go to get your funding? We had taken a program, and and this, again, was through CWI. CWI had a pilot program they did with Founders First Capital, who uh, set up a program. It was kind of a boot camp. Uh, it was business 101 in a the quick download of here are the different things and every week it would have a different uh topic that you would focus on. So it could be your financial reporting, your marketing, your sales, your, you know, staffing, you know, your HR needs. And through that, at the end of it, the graduation was we had to present as if we were going for investors, that we were looking for funds oh. for capital and influx into the company. So, We all, as our graduation, had to prepare these uh, presentations. Fortunately, what founders had done was they collected a bunch of different types of investors. So there were angel investors, there were traditional investors, there were banks that were there, there were, you know, solo investors. They just had this broad base of different people who would provide you feedback on your presentation and package. So that you, you could, if you wanted to go the next step and get funding, you now had exposure to these people, but also how to answer their questions. You know, like what, how do they think? What would they be looking at? So it was extremely helpful. Well, Founders also was established to set up and out of that boot camp, you know, let's say there's a dozen companies that presented that day, they may pick one that they themselves will invest in. And so they've got okay. a fund that they created, and they they became our funders. And the reason why we went with them because of was because of the type of funding it was.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. An opportunity for anyone with uh, that has an idea is 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 to go through the motions, get get feedback. And um, and learn right. So now, what, how much may I ask you, if you don't mind? How much was your your first funding, or I guess it was your only funding? Sounds like correct. It, it was our only funding,
2: but it was a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. Okay. And, and we did it and, in um, two
1: increments of fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. And um, and since you all you have your three partners, your yourself your son, Daniel, and then your other partner, Matt Fish- Fishman, correct? Correct, correct. Okay. And were you you three the initial from the beginning? Yes. Okay. And did you already have a relationship with the other partner, Matt, the, the, the third person who's not family?
2: Yes. Actually, he worked with my son at the previous company, which had closed down. and had shut its doors, so... Uh, okay. Even the sales rep
1: that we currently have came from that company as well. Okay. Because sometimes I know that partners finding partners um, is can be difficult. And um, what would you say if you know ret- in retrospect finding a partner um, because getting a business in a business is, is getting married. Truly, maybe even more complicated than marriage. Um, what what do you think are key things for a partnership to to uh, be successful and finding that right person to you know fit the puzzle i guess you know the missing links to to the complete the picture
2: there's probably a couple of factors that i would recommend one is you mm-hmm. need yes. to outline like really what is your business and what is it that you do it may sound very simple but it really isn't. Um, That helped us eliminate the things we don't do and to find other resources out. So we contract out to other other folks versus hiring somebody. You don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to hire a full-time person for some of these. You can use a portion of a person, which is why you would go with a consultant or contractor. Uh, and, and when I say contractor, I mean a company that provides the same service for other companies. So that's their area okay. of expertise. So so we found those experts that we would bring in. But where okay. you look at the partner is with the strength, like for Daniel and I, because, first of all, it it was risky for Matt, right, because we're a mother and son,
1: mother right. and child. Right.
2: Which some people would look at and go, "That's a high risk because we would always, we could gang up against that partner." So there is that element of risk when it's a personal relationship, right? So that's one thing to be aware of. If it's somebody who isn't family related, it has less of a risk to it. Um, where, uh, or I should say, threat would probably be more accurate than risk.
1: Huh. Uh, but okay.
2: But Daniel and I were able to go I know what my strengths are. Daniel knows what his strengths is. Mine's operations, his was the sales and not sales, but the marketing and business development aspect of it. He got his master's okay. in business administration. He wanted to apply the things that he learned. We both were in alignment and sync with how we felt employees should be treated. You know, we both had come out of the corporate world, and um, there's those work hours. Requiring people to work 50, 60, 70 hours is just not doable. We just don't agree with that. We want people to have balanced lives. So finding your partner, they need to be aligned with what your vision is. And what we yeah. were able to do with Matt, what Matt brought to the table was the technical aspect of it. It's not, Daniel is very technical and could deliver on those things, but you can't rest on his shoulders the entire thing, right, of
1: delivering right. and
2: selling, because if you're busy selling, you're not delivering.
1: Right, so right. Building a right. business,
2: you're not delivering. So bringing somebody in that had that piece who we trusted is part yes. of where the three the three people came together so there was a lot of strength yes. in, in what Matt brought to the table
1: right right that trust is a big a big thing um, mm-hmm. so uh, we are going to take a quick moment uh, to recognize one of our sponsors and partners uh, women lead radio is brought to you today by connected women of influence and our partner Microsoft Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working for to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute. To a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to the game changer with Linda Amaro from uh, Clarinet Solutions. All right, so let's get back to my questions and um, to to Linda. What, when, at what point in the companies from 2010 to for now, it's twelve. You guys have been around for twelve years. When did you guys hit the million-dollar mark in your company?
2: We hit the million-dollar mark. Give me a minute to think about this because <laughs> where we where we are, um, we hit the million-dollar mark two years ago. Believe it or not, during uh, COVID. Wow. During COVID and so, the reason why is because just as you talked about in your your uh sponsor recognition Microsoft yeah. mission we were able to leverage the Microsoft tools and the Office 365 in the cloud during that that period of time and help companies be able to set up their remote
1: workforce using Microsoft tools. Right. Right. Okay. So, was it, a, was it um, a surprise and shock when you guys hit that mark? Uh, or did you, like, see an opportunity, seize it, and were like, yeah, this is what's going to happen? And you just knew it was just a matter of time? Well, we, during,
2: you know, the planning, because it's one of the things that you learn is we have a three-year and five-year plan. And in that wow. planning, we had actually set the target. But when COVID hit, we thought, uh uh-oh, our target, everything felt like it went down the drain. And it took us a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure other companies may have taken longer, but for us, it was a shell shock. Everything shut down. Projects that we had in process, um, our clients stopped them, you know, like dead on the spot. Everybody Mm -hmm. was taking a step back, regrouping. Mm -hmm. Budgets went away because nobody knew what the finances were going to be. And so for us, we were going. Uh oh, now what? Well, we fortunately for us, we could pick up our stuff and go home uh, because that's the type of business we're in. We provide that for our clients, and you know, we didn't have to stop our business. We continued to go, which was part of what helped. But in the way, it was shocking to make the million dollars because the world (laughs) had been shut down. So, and we, right. at the time when you know the stay-at-home orders came down, we really did not know how we were going to do be successful. We didn't know, and we picked it up and we kind of did a pivot because we changed in package for people to be able to implement very quickly, like in a matter of a day, have things up and running for people uh, and doing the, trans, the migrations and transitions. But it was shocking, in spite of everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you took definitely took an opportunity. Uh, I would say a a setback and and turned it into an opportunity, obviously. Um, and um, so, and you guys are just continually to just flourish and just keep on keep on building and making more and more and more. And what do you think, looking back at how you started? And where you are now? Do you what would you think are the your the, the key successes for your particular or in any business, but in your in your in your experience for success? There is a couple of main <laughs> ones.
2: One of them is don't think you can do it all yourself. Okay. if you you know if you just want to provide an income for yourself, that's one thing, but if you want to build a business, you need to really look at it about what you yourself contribute and where you can have others contribute uh you need okay. to do it needs to be more than one you need to be able okay. to establish it uh to there's a book out there called Built to sell and if uh-huh. you Set your business up with that mindset. It's a very quick read, but if you set your business up with that mindset, you're pretty much positioned for anything. So you can add people or not. You can get funding or not. You can, you know, it's just amazing. Just the simple little tweaks of having things documented means that you get to bring more people in because they can pick up the documentation and execute what you've what you've written down.
1: Right. Right, you know,
2: right, just right. simple things like that. Things that you don't even think about. It's kind of like why would I document that? Because think of if somebody else came in and had to pick this up, could they do the job? Right. So, and that's right. what I would recommend. Don't do it alone and make sure you have things documented. The other thing would be is yeah. to dream a little and to mm-hmm. and to have, you know, a goal and a something in the future of where you want to head.
1: Right, right. So, these are great. These are great, um, uh, even for myself. You know, reminders. You know, and if 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 there would there be anything else you would want to add to, if someone was brand new business, just starting off with an idea. Um, is there anything else you want you would add to those those key things that you just mentioned?
2: Hmm. There, if it's a brand new idea. You need yeah. to have some good advisors who you can bounce it off of to see whether or not it's a viable idea. Okay. You know, um, some some things need to be tested out. So, in other words, is there a market for what you would be putting out there? You could spend right, a lot of right. time building something, and if there's no market, then it isn't going to
1: bring you what you're looking for. Right right um okay, and then I have a, a question for you and it might see if i always ask this of all my guests um if i were to ask you what is your superpower, what would you say that would be mm,
2: superpower vision
0: <laughs> vision. Yeah, vision
2: i yeah, yeah i've got i've got a um When I when I look at people and even talking and even with my partners, I I may be considered the biggest dreamer of the company, right? I I can see things that are out there. I dream a future. Um, You know, I have a vision. I would love everybody to be employed. If I want my country to be healthy, it needs to have people employed, right? Everybody Uh needs to have a job, needs to be able to making an income. And um, so helping businesses grow, seeing what needs to be out there and the what's next and what's coming ahead so that we can prepare and plan for it, be ready. But that that's my superpower decision.
1: I love that. I love that. And um, um I wanna ask you one one uh, final question um regarding leadership and um you 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 have a you're a very uh a I would I don't want to say soft spoken but um a wise uh type of behind the scenes kind of person, and you're not a a shove in your face aggressive um and I have been witnessed all kinds of different kinds of leaders in your mind uh, what did, what do you what does it take um to be a good leader um in in business There's probably two things
2: that I think are needed:
1: one the ability to listen.
2: And that could look like listening to others who you so you're coachable, right? You take their input from it. You're
1: coachable. Um
2: and don't discount it before you actually hear people out. That you're observant of your teams, so your employees sometimes what they're not saying is gonna give you more feedback than what they say.
1: Right,
2: right. Right. And having yeah. patience—that not everything needs to move in, at lightning speed. You you sometimes have to patience. wait for things or to let people contribute rather than you just ramrodding or running down the road very quickly because the rest of your team may not be able to keep pace with you.
1: Right, right. I love I love those two things. Um, that's fabulous. Um, Anything else you want to add about, if I didn't ask or I skipped, that you wanted to add to your success from taking what you had and and growing it to what it is now? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing for me was
2: being able to be uh, authentic, open up and being authentic with others. So. You know, I'm really fortunate that to be a member of CWY, and we do have the uh, inner circles and executive roundtables where we can really ask those questions. So having a group of people that are highly trusted to be able to present things, issues that I may be facing, um, you know, or the company, the challenges that we hit, it's really, you know, one of those things that if you have an opportunity to have a group of people that you can bounce ideas off of, or have a part of, I think that really can make a difference. Um, There's one thing that I noticed, you know, coming out of the corporate world, I was the only female executive out of 20, and that was like that for, you know, at least 20 years Mm -hmm. that I was at the Mm -hmm. company, and it was always challenging because I really didn't have anybody I could go and talk to. And that's when yeah. we started our business, fortunately, with my two partners, Daniel and Matt, we can talk very openly and freely. And we definitely do have our varying views and points of opinion and, you know, just all those different dynamics that come along with having interpersonal relationships with folks. But you want that. You don't want everybody thinking the same. You do want different perspectives and views in different industries. And that's part of what the CWI Roundtable brings is because – I don't want to hear myself speak. I want other abuse. Right. And if you want the best yeah. result, that's what it takes. That's why the three of us, Daniel, Matt, and I, are so different in how we approach things. But it brings
1: out the best solution for the company. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, and just in case our listeners may want to reach you after our show, how would you like your listeners to contact you? Uh, Probably through email would be the best. So that would be
2: Linda, L-I-N-D-A, at clarinetsolutions.com.
1: Perfect. And then we'll also have a link to your website on our show page as well. Well, that is our show for today. Um, I'd like to say thank you to Linda for being our leading lady. Um, It was such a pleasure. And thanks to all of our listeners, both in U.S. internet and internationally. Um, And after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all our subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. And remember, live every day passionately
0: because life is too short. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused business-to-business executive and professional women connect collaborate and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.